Welcome to the shop, a moto podcast with your host, Jake Lowry and Grayson Crump. Back with another episode of Shop Moto Pod. <clears throat> I'm your host. Do you know my name, Eli? <laughs> I'm your host, Jake, Jake Lowry. Um, so if you notice, we got somebody different sitting in the co-host chair. Um, I fired Grayson. Mm-hmm. So no more big youngin' on Shop Moto Pod. I'm sorry, listeners. I know he was probably the more popular uh, guy that everybody liked, but, um, you know, times are tough. He's super expensive. He drinks a lot of twisted tea, and uh, it's about the only thing he does. So had to had to trade him out for Eli Williams. Eli, welcome to Shop Moto Pod. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, Eli. Make some budget cuts. Yeah, yeah, make some budget cuts. So Eli's our, um, our he's going to be our tech man. Are you good at being a tech man? I can try. Okay, he can try. So, no, for real, everyone, uh, Grayson is, uh, he went to Daytona. He's in Florida still. So um, we're going to call him up and we're going to get Grayson's um, take on Daytona. Being there for the Supercross, racing the RCSX, um, whether he tried or not, well, I think one one moto he tried. He was good. He he tried really hard in College Boy. I didn't get to see that moto. Yeah, well, B he was. Oh man, uh, um, I mean, I, he said it was faster. Okay, it probably was. I mean, if you look at first place to last place, the gap is unbelievable, and that's a problem with with the AMA and racing and how they're doing the classes and stuff because Casey Cochran and Drew Adams were winning. So kids that would make 250 mains. And then you got last place who obviously racing beat by a good bit. I, I mean, I'm like, the the gap between that is, it's really not safe or fair or, or anything. So it, it just doesn't make sense because the way they have C where these guys hold back for C... And then they're scared to ride B because you got factory guys riding B, which shouldn't happen either. Um, it's just it's a lot. We'll get into it with Grayson. Um, I guess if he'll want to get into it. Um, here, use your. We got to use Eli's phone. My service is crap. Um, so we're gonna call up Big Youngin. See see what he's doing. I think he's uh he's on the roads. He's driving somewhere. Not sure where. Hello. Is this Grayson Crum? Uh, yes, sir. How can I help you? Oh yeah, man. Hey, uh, this is Jake Lowry. Uh, Shot Moto Pod. Just wanted to welcome you to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's you. <laughs> first time caller. How, how this is first time. This is first time you calling in. Yeah. Have you have it's... you have you ever done a podcast before? Uh, some shall say no, but you know, depends. <laughs> oh, so Eli's sitting in your chair. He's keeping it warm. That's good. I hope. Uh, I hope he does better than I do. Yeah, he didn't. Hey, he didn't strip any bolts uh, or break anything or catch anything on fire. No electrical shorts or anything this week while you've been gone. So we're we're on the right track then. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, he's put some bikes together and you know worked on a couple things. You know, done everything I've. You know, 
told him, hey, let's do this. So, how many? Uh, how much has his own stuff has he worked on? Uh, none, none actually. <clears throat> wow, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have some work for him to do when I get back. <laughs> you know, I haven't even turned my tires around yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think it's time for new ones. They've been turned around too many times. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got more than tires to turn around when I get back. Yeah. So, uh, how's it been, buddy? Yeah, it's it's been going. You know, it's not uh vibes are good still, and uh, you know, driving. I'm between Jacksonville and Tallahassee, so we're just driving to the next stop. So, uh, you you want to let you want to start with the beginning? We'll start with Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was awesome. Uh, watched the races, uh, stormed the track, old Dave Tomac, you know, as some are calling it now. I mean, he's uh, good there, dude. He's trying, I, he I really, I really didn't think he was going to win, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he scared me in qualifying. And so, like, I didn't, I never watched a lot of qualifying. I, may watch, like, I only watched the first qualifying, and it, he scared me. But I'm like, Fantasy wise, I'm like I'm still going with him, you know. It, like he's he's gonna figure it out. Him and Coop always figure it out. Yeah. And uh, I watched it. Well, well, the 250 class, like I'm never. I, I'm sitting right there by the finish. Okay, across the finish, I'm like 15 feet to the right of it, and Hunter crosses, and the crowd is like kind of silent, like woo. I'm like, okay, like, dude, like, he literally just got a neck burn, you know, wins Daytona. Uh, whoever, Anstey crosses next, then Deegan crosses in third, and I've never heard the crowd erupt louder. And I'm like, <laughs> are we kidding right now? No, dude, that, YouTube star. Yes, I'm like, are you, I had like a group of like five or six 15-year-olds in front of me that I would choke out right now if I had the opportunity. Yeah, because like they have no idea what's going on, and I'm like, there's they just see Hayden Deegan and like, Woo, yeah, yeah, Hayden, and I'm like, like Hunter Lawrence really just won the thing. Like, y'all know that? Yeah, you you can't deny though that the Deegan YouTube thing brings eyes to the sport. You it know, does. Whether, whether they you know ride or buy bikes or whatever, it at least brings eyes to the sport. And maybe uh, if if ten percent of those decide to get a bike, that's better than any other growth that anybody's creating. Because the rest yes. of it's just you know, well, dad rode or grandpa rode, or and, and that's why I ride. Like you know, yeah. um, I, I saw so um, this kid's racing the KTM Challenge at Glendale. I saw somebody shared it on Facebook, and you know what the kid said. In his little interview, what? how he found dirt bikes. Hey, Deegan. Well, it wasn't. De- he didn't say Deegan. Was it but Mac? He was he no watching dirt bike stuff on YouTube, and he was like, you know, four or five years old, you know, little kid seeing dirt bikes on YouTube, and that's what made him want to ride. That's you know, and the yeah. kid's been racing for like four years now. He's doing the KTM Challenge at Glendale. Like, <clears throat> so I mean, it, dude. I mean, my kids like. Dude, watch the mess out of YouTube. I'm mean, a three-year-old. That's all she wants to watch, YouTube. She just watches yeah. her shows on YouTube. So, I mean, really and truly, yeah, like it, it's not a surprise to me that he has, like, you know, this huge following. And they're actually, you know, 
I guess it's maybe a surprise that they're actually going to supercrosses and stuff, but it's like yeah. the diehard moto people are like some of them. It's like half and half on some of them are against him, some of them not. I'm not against him. The kid's a good rider. That's 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 all I care about. Whatever. <clears throat> um, but there's a lot of hate because he's he comes from money. So. Yeah. Well, it's like <clears throat> I, I I just listened to him. And I just text you about it on pole. Yeah. And like I'm not like a hater, but I'm not like like blowing him. But like after hearing his interview, I'm like like his interview was really good. Like he had personality with it. Like. Him and A-Ray's like, dude, I bet you're getting so many DMs from girls and blah. <laughs> and he's, like, laughing about it. He's like, yeah, like, I'm not focused about it. I just want to ride my, you know, yeah. putting in the extra laps. And, like, I, I, it kind of put me towards, like, I, I really like this kid. Like, I'm not – I don't want him to, like, not succeed yeah. or whatever just because well, he has a famous YouTube. Yeah, so you, like, got a, a true, real, like, you know, I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to be open. Let's listen to the kid. Let's take – I that yeah. I don't like when guys are just like they absolutely hate him. They're like, I'm gonna hate the kid because I don't like Brian Deegan. I'm like, uh, you you can't do that. You can't you know, yeah. you you can't. Oh, I'm gonna hate the kid because his his dad's so and so. Like I that's not fair. Um, think of a kid that his dad you know committed a murder when he was like one years old, and then you're gonna be like you know the whole world hates the kid because his dad was a murderer. Like the kid didn't choose that. You don't. You can't judge it off the kid. You know. You can't judge the kid off their parent. And I don't. Yeah. I honestly don't think Deegan's Brian is a bad dude. Like I, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I think either. a lot of people that come off think he comes off as cocky or whatever, or you know, because he. But to me, he's done a lot for the sport, and like I have respect for that because he stayed in it. His kids are still in it. He's putting money still towards it. You know, shows like yeah. he does love dirt bikes and what it's done. And there are guys that. You know, they had success with it, and, and they just ghost, and they have nothing to do with the sport anymore. And uh, yeah, I would rather them be here and putting their money and focus towards it to help it grow than to just ghost it and be gone completely. So, well, Yeah, I like uh, – he's just digging – like, Brian's a really smart dude, and oh, I yeah, give him props to yeah. And Hayden's a fast dude. Like, it's incredible to see, like, how in person, like, how aggressive he looked. Like, I never ever watched him on Supercross. But, like, he's come over the jumps, and he's just, like, so aggressive. And, like, he was like that the whole time. I'm like, I get so five minutes into the main, and I'm like, okay, like, he'll get tired. But, like, 15 minutes in, he's still doing the same thing, like, on the bike and everything. I'm like, that's, like, very – you're really in shape, and you're very skillful. Yeah, well, for, man, doing that. for him to get a podium at Daytona shows that, you know. Yeah. It looks that's, that's a, probably the gnarly. Yeah, probably the toughest one. So uh, yeah. Well, um, so what? What about? Um, did you run out onto the f- track after it was over? Please tell oh, me. Oh yeah, did. I was. I was one of the first five to jump the fence. <laughs> first five uh-huh. to fall to fall over the fence, but you weren't. Oh no, I'm <laughs> jumping that thing, dude. I was like a hurdler, <laughs> jumping it, and then I took off and. Uh. Uh, we were. I was really close to the post. They didn't spray champagne. I get champagne shower like last year, but like just being in the environment was sick. Yeah, dude. What about the the Tomac web battle? That was good. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I need to. I haven't rewatched it yet. I'll probably do it tonight uh, on TV. Yeah. But uh, from what I was looking, it was soon as I saw the start, and it was Tomac Webb, Sexton, uh, 
J.A. seemed like he was up there. Barsha was up there. Yeah, I think. No, Barsha, Barsha was the one that I think could have been the spoiler. Um, I think so, too. so, Barsha had the fastest lap time of the main. And, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, if he would have – him and Chase came together. I don't know if you saw that. And, I saw a clip of well, it, but I, I they, didn't see where well, it was or it, when it was. It happened twice. So, Chase moved over on him before the triple going, like, to the far left side. Push you yeah. know, and uh, so like he pushed him off the track. Barsha kind of had to ride on the side. Kano uh, charged back in behind Chase, but that kind of he kind of had the pass, and Chase kind of just moved over on him and kind of just you know, hey, like I'm not letting you pass right here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm shutting the door, uh, and that kind of slowed Barsha. But then Barsha tried to make another pass uh, later, and Barsha kind of like landed on Chase a little bit. You know that. Uh, there was the three going into the right-hander. Uh, you could go two and single and, like, go in the deep rut on the inside or you could go three to the outside. Uh, where Tomac and Webb hit. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so, I caught, caught the start. Yeah, so coming out of that coming out of that right-hander, uh, um, yeah, Barsha, like, yeah, Barsha landed on, like, almost landed on Sexton there. And, uh, uh-huh. So Barsha went down, and it kind of uh, it that kind of deterred him a little bit. Where like I feel like if that wouldn't have happened, he could have just moved into third, dude. He would have he would have been he was still they were really close to the top to the first two at that point, and I think yeah. dude I think he could have been right there. Like it'd have been a three way battle, and with Barsha in it, who knows yeah. what kind of fireworks would have happened then. And but it is what it is. It was still a good race. I feel like the the track actually raced pretty good. So. Uh, See, like, I, like watching it, it seemed like it was kind of one line. Like, it was just like, who's going to make the mistake first? That's what it's, it didn't seem like they were racing. You yeah, know? I don't or, know. I mean, there was like, if they took, sometimes they would, like, the lines in the sand would change throughout the race. Yeah. So, like, sometimes guys would take a different line, and it would, like, be faster or slower, and you could really tell there. The yeah. switchbacks before the finish. That definitely uh, changed on which on which line was faster uh, throughout yeah. the main, and uh, yeah, and the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, just the the big rhythms though, like it made it where like if you had to be kind of perfect or you would miss the rhythm, and they were big enough yeah. that if you missed it, it was a lot of time, you know. And uh, I think that made it that made it pretty interesting. So I was a I was a you know fan of all of it, the whole, except for the. 250 class was kind of I don't know. 250 class was kind of boring. I hated that Thrasher went down. I don't I don't blame Hunter one bit for what he did because if I'm in his position, did we lose Grayson? We lost him. Call him back. He's driving. So, uh, we'll we'll continue on. We got a camera. Don't forget. You there? Hello, Grayson. Hmm. Grayson Crumb. Earth to Grayson. <laughs> we'll keep trying to call him back, and we'll. So uh, for the listeners, I was um, when if I'm Hunter and the guy that's trying to battle me in the points is right there, I'm probably. Uh, well, no. Um, I can, we can we can barely hear you. Uh, Florida service, brother. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, we hear you now. We hear you now. Okay, Florida. Yeah. So, anyway, I was saying if I was Hunter, I would uh, I would have done the same thing. 
if second place in the championship was going around the outside I, I, and it's the first second corner, I might would kind of just, you know, bebop to the outside and bump him a little bit, especially in the sand, knowing that, you know, he might fall. You know, it's not really – it's dirty, but it's not like, you know, mm-hmm. so dirty that people are going to just be hating you for it. So I think his – I think he's in the – Grayson's in the middle of nowhere, Florida. He must yeah. have went to the wrong, took the wrong exit, and he's in the Everglades now, and that's why we can't hear him. I found an alligator. There's a gator over Yeah, we, we can. Yeah, you sound like an alien now, so. <laughs> oh, God. No, we, hear, we can hear you a little bit. Just keep talking, and it's it's good. So, um, uh, okay. Hopefully. All right, so we're done with the Supercross. How, how, we need to know about RCSX now. Or it went that bad that he just won't tell us anything about it. Yeah. So, hmm. Well, moving on to RCSX. Grayson was there. Mac was there. Um, I'm not sure who else uh, raced Peyton, it from. CJ. Oh, yeah, Peyton and CJ raced it. Yeah, Jack uh, raced it. Uh, shout out to our uh, one of our Louisiana locals, Easton Graves. Got him a title there. Um not really a surprise after the way he rode at Wildwood, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool to get a get a title, and uh, there was a bunch of guys from the Wildwood area that were at Daytona, just to show how stacked that one was. So, Grayson, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, we can hear you. So, all right, we we need your um, we need your firsthand experience of RCSX. Uh, it was good to me. Like it was. It was difficult, but, like, good at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, very optional. There's a lot of more options than, like, last year when I raced it on, like, rhythms. And uh, through the wolves this year were massive. Like, yeah, massive so, for, well, all right, for so, me. But I want to – let me let me ask you something. Okay. So, I watched several races. <clears throat> um, I noticed that, like, the B guys were jumping through them. I didn't really – I don't think I watched any of the A classes, so I can't speak on the A classes, but some of the B kids should be A. Um, and I, I, I happened to gander upon uh, plus 25. And, um, One top, guy. The top three or four, five or so plus 25 guys were blitzing the whoops, you know. Um, just uh, kinda... no, the, top, the, the top B guys were, and then the top A guys were. But it was just where you did them at. Like, if you would go, if you were going to jump them, you had to go to the right mm-hmm. because that's where they were jumping. To blitz them, you had to go to the left. Okay. And so, yeah. like, you couldn't jump when the, on the left. Like, I tried the first lap of each race, I go to the left, and you couldn't jump them because they were so cut. Like, I'm not good with wolves anyway. So, like, I'm not like, it's hard to jump them when they're so cupped out. They were getting the left was getting cupped out bad. Yeah, yeah. But like compared to last year when I'm expecting whoops, they're normally like mid south arena cross whoops last year. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. those were way bigger so, than that. <laughs> yeah, and so like I would compare them to like the size of when did we do Tunica twenty? Uh, and uh, yeah, COVID year. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were. <laughs> like that but but bigger but like the same like those were more peaky these were round and, and a little bit yeah. bigger that's what i could compare them to yeah well i would have liked them round They're, that's good yeah 
Well, so uh, like it was my first time. Like I, I'm glad I got better throughout the day or throughout the weekend. The first day, Sunday was rough. Practice in the heats. I, I came in still trying to figure the bike out, rode the 250. So like I'm calling like shout out to Moeller. I called like Spencer. I called you to try to uh, um figure the bike like suspension wise out, and then uh uh figured the suspension out, and then uh Sunday got like dropped my lap times like two seconds mm-hmm. just by. Like, charging and figuring out the lines and stuff you kind of helped me with the whoops telling me like watching the videos and telling me like stop clipping the rear yeah you're hanging your rear and you're not getting in the pocket yeah 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 but there's like if that was on my 450 i feel like there would have been a couple jumps like you cross the start and it's like a three into a corner yep before the switchbacks yep. and then like were you yeah so a, you weren't you weren't doing that you uh, and no. you think on the 450 you would have done it yeah, I I would have for sure on the 450. It would have been I got been. What about just, I been after the? What about after the switchbacks and then that? Th- no, not after the switchbacks. No. Before the um, the rhythm on the far, um, like if you were on the on the uh, speedway looking at the speedway. track on the yeah, far after, right. Yeah, after the, the whoops, after the whoops, you turn 180. It's like jumped it? onto the table, and then like some guys were going like three. Yeah, and then on, uh, to, on to that other table. Yeah. Yeah. On to the last table. What, is that, oh, is that what the – yeah, yeah, yeah. they were only jumping twice through that section. Yep. Yeah. They would go, no, they would go like – it would it'd be like a – they'd go three over the table and then the little table into the corner. I wouldn't have done that because the transitions were chewed right there. Mm-hmm. But I would have went double and then table onto the table. Okay. I just didn't, I just didn't have enough – I didn't have enough uh, ass in that too busy no, to really so, do that. But before the whoops, uh, uh-huh. there was a three there, right? Yeah, you come I out of that turn. left-hand turn, and you would go. Yeah. The, the, the guys would go three, two, two. Because some two of the guys would the go. Wall. Some guys would go two, two, three, but three, two, two was fast. Like, did you ever think about that three in, or was it big? No, it was pretty big. Like it wasn't it wasn't big as in the sense of like the lot of dirt, but big and like out of the it was right out of the corner. Yeah, and so like the lip wasn't that the face of it wasn't that big, but there was a guy, some dude did in college one next to me. He went two, two, three into the wall. I thought that was fast, faster than anything. I saw some guys do that, but I, I still feel like that it was slow. It was kind of slow in the beginning, and then you have to slow down for the wall. That yeah. I feel like going three, three at first was the fastest way. Yeah, I think I think. But the three the right three way. out obviously is better than just going two single out. So um, yeah. So uh, uh, did, how do you feel like that you did? Uh, I feel like the highlight race was College Boy in the main. Uh, it's definitely flowing really well. Uh, the leaders, like when they were coming to lap me, like I never felt like I was in the way. Like they would just go around me, I and kinda, I would just like be like, okay, like yeah, like they would they would find a way around me, you yeah. know. And they're because they're they're older, they're more like the guys I'm racing. They're college boy, eighteen to twenty four. So like they're grown men. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And so, B. Yep. 
beef, like the main and B, like I was just, it was a scratch. There were multiple times. Like I, I did four laps and then I'm just like, every time I came around, I'm waiting for that white flag. I was just praying for it. Yeah. Well, me and Eli watched that one and it kind of looked like you were just kind of riding around the last couple laps. Eli was, yeah. throw, Eli was throwing a few tools. Um, <laughs> May or may not have dumped your toolbox over. (laughs) (laughs) I was riding around. It was was bad. So I watched College Boy, and you got – dude, you had like two laps of TV time in that one. No way. Yeah, because, you know, you you just said like when they lapped you, you were like – didn't feel like you were in the way. or You like hung in there with them a little bit. So it's like it it took first a minute to like really like get to you and get around you. So like you got a bunch of TV time then – and then you kind of stayed behind him, and they stayed right there for like a lap. And then like the next lap, they swapped to second and third battling. So then there's you again in front of them, and it's the same. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Like it took them literally a lap to like a half a lap to get around you. Then like you hung around for a half a lap. So it's like they, you know, they were obviously a little bit faster, but it wasn't like they were just leaps and bounds faster where they were just blowing you away. So I could see you a lot in that, and I could tell like you were riding pretty good like uh yeah and i was like i was hoping that like you would like see the leader guys and see that you weren't really in the way and you could kind of latch on and try to uh-huh. latch on a little bit and use them to kind of pull you up to other guys and like you know pull those yeah. times down a little bit and uh which i mean yeah. you look you beat several guys in both classes so i would be like you know i'd be happy yeah. that you beat you know you beat a third of the of the class. It's not like that, you know. You weren't the last place guy, so uh, yeah, I wouldn't be mad about it. Not you know, definitely not when you know. Even the B class is. I, I mean, honestly, the B class might even be faster than College Boy. So yeah, when you th- look there, at, I, there, I think so. I think I got to you. I was like, do they felt they they felt faster? You know, I don't know what it was well, about it, but I talked about this at the beginning before we called you. And I've told some other people, but like, look at the gap from in the B class, and tell me if you think that the AMA has everything just ass backwards. So, Casey, <laughs> Casey's winning, okay, and, and uh-huh. battling with Drew Adams, battling with uh, Christian Janik, and okay, I've never seen those two ride a, a a real Supercross track, but I would assume that they've both been doing it. And but let's just take Casey. The, the, so so he's winning. Casey could go make a 250 main right now, no problem. Oh, yeah. Maybe, and, and and maybe be around the top 10 in a 250 main, depending on the track and the situation and all. But he would for sure make a main, no problem. So you're, you got the B class with kids winning on factory motorcycles that can, that legit could make a 250 main. And then you got guys that, that you smoked that are the back of the pack. And it's like, dude, that that's too much. That that range is way too large. Yeah, that, that's very large. That's not honestly. That's really not cool. It's not. It's not competitive. It's not safe. It's that really. There's nothing cool about that. There's nothing good. And if you're Tim Cotter, if you're Davey Coombs, if you're any of them, and you really actually care, you would look and be like, man, we're not doing something right. Like like something's not right here like this shouldn't be you know i've been telling a lot of people the last couple days or so they 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 want this sport to be nascar and so many people in moto 
don't like NASCAR. They don't like that route. They they don't want to hear that. But the what I'm saying with they want it to be NASCAR is the price of it and the way that they're the way they're doing things. You you don't just yeah. you don't just go drive a NASCAR, dude. Like it it you have to have money. You have to have backing. Plus, then you have to have a lot of experience in other forms of car racing before you can even get in it. I mean, it's not you know if you're Travis Pastrana, okay, you can pull some strings and you can probably get in one. But he has the resume to do that. You know, yeah. if you're if you're if you're Matthew Weekly and you're racing dirt track here in Memphis, you know, yeah, you race Supercross, but do you think any car guy cares you race Supercross? No, you're just racing dirt track here, and like he's not going to go ride, drive a NASCAR. So it's just the they're they're making it where it's like it's got to be these you know el, like elite elite guys even competing in it, and it's just it, to me that's not the right way we should be doing it. We should be making it where it's it's geared towards and catered towards just your regular average everyday moto guy and you know your guy that makes fifty thousand a year can take his kid racing every weekend and he can compete and his kid can go with talent and hey he might have to be a privateer with talent but he can show somebody something his first year or two and he can sneak on you know sneak a ride at some point you know or he can make loretta's multiple years in a row and and sneak a championship and get some help but i feel like the way they're doing it dude it's just like it's nothing but like uh, you know who's living at a facility and can ride every day and and then he's got to you know he's got to be on a factory bike and you got to have this and that and it's just it's getting to be too much and what they've created is what the b class is right now with this this gap from you know these elite elite guys to you know yeah and drew lapped all the way up to ninth place and finished behind the eighth place yeah, Roger. like think of that, Grayson. Yeah, that's he he, like, he that's almost lapped eighth place. That's that's dude. Like we shouldn't have that in the amateur in amateur motocross, man. Like, but like move I think these kids the, up. <laughs> and what is the it? Only, what's the, the difference only, between what's the difference between Drew and Casey and those kids riding A at RCSX versus them riding B? Nothing. Exactly. Like, nothing. I think. Nothing. I think what. Uh, I think RCSX kind of is special. With something like that, like not to say that I would be any closer to him on like an outdoor track, but I feel like the gaps aren't as big on an outdoor track. Yeah, well, I mean, you the know, tracks, like, the tracks bigger. You got longer lap yes. times and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah, you and, know. Like, and like something like that. But like, I think RCSX is kind of special when you look at it. But I think the B B in general, I don't think gap from first. You need to look this up. You could. Uh, the gap from on outdoor track, the gap from B to like last, I still think it's closer than the gap from C to last on the C class. Like, cause that's why like I, I, I never felt on outdoor track that I've raced and B so far for a year. I've never felt like I was just like, okay, like I'm out of place. Mm-hmm. The most I felt out of place was this weekend. And like, I was talking to my mom about it Sunday after practice and heats and whatever. And she's like, like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm wasting my money because I feel so out of place and I'm so far behind everybody. But I'm like, she's like, well, the good thing about you is you're just doing this for fun. And there are people like that are down there in Daytona to go to RCSX to try to like win and treat it so serious. And I was like, like man, that's so like, that's true. Like, I'm just here just to like say I did it again, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but, really and truly, 
they should be, as an amateur, they should be going to have fun and the experience, and there should yeah. be all this pressure that I've got to win. That's where yeah, we've that's where 100%. we've went that's where we've went wrong with it. Of this yeah. all this pressure of like I've got to win. Like these are kids, they're amateurs. That's why. So let's, I'm gonna go back to I was watching plus twenty five. Alessi's out there. Donnie walks up. He's watching. He's like, Alessi's out there. He's like, I thought this was an amateur race. And <laughs> but I'm like, well, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, it's not an amateur race. They don't. The, honestly, they don't need to call any of the motocross amateur nationals amateur nationals anymore. They just no. need to call them. They just need to call them youth nationals or mm. yeah, or, or or just nationals or whatever something else. Because to me, these kids that ride every day and it's like a job. You're not an amateur anymore. Yes, yes, uh, you don't get paid, but when you do it like a job and you have pressure on you, you have to perform all this other. It's it's not amateur anymore. Yeah, like it's content. it's yeah. it, it's a job, you know. And uh, I just think we went the wrong way with that in moto. Like uh, it, it shouldn't be. It should still be fun. You should still have an avenue for fun. Um, and and a lot of sports have done this. I mean, you know, my my kids playing baseball and stuff like. If select ball is the same way. If you play travel ball, select ball, whatever, it, it's you know super serious. The parents, you know, think that it's the end of the world if the kid doesn't win, if the team doesn't win the tournament or whatever. And it shouldn't be about that. It should be about learning, experience, having fun, you know, growing as a kid, um, growing as a, a athlete and a, a person. Not the you know I've got to win because you know. We think we're gonna get something. We're gonna get some special trophy. Some special someone's gonna look at me, and you know, it's everyone chasing that carrot. And I don't think you should really have that mindset of chasing that until you're like high school age. You know, high school age. Okay, yeah. you're starting to really mature. You're starting to, you know, then we can start chasing. We can start getting that mentality, and you know, um, but I mean, I, I guess it's you know. People have to weigh their options and look and say, you know, hey, you know, how should we do this or whatever on if we think our kid's going to make it or not make it. But I just kind of look at the burnout thing, and uh, I, I, I think that more more will get burnout than not. So to me, let's do what benefits the more than the less, and the, what benefits the more is let's, let's, uh, let's wait a little bit before we push these kids in. And, uh, you know, I mean, I— I remember, uh, whatever episode of Pulp I'm still on, it's with when Daniel Blair and Dark Side are in. You know, they talk about it. Daniel Blair talks about yeah. it too. Like he, he would rather kids wait till they're you know 19, 20 years old before they go pro, because they're they're more mature. They kind of understand life a little bit better. They're not just rushing into this. And then, yeah. But what that does is it also, it also lessens this rush of my kids eight or nine, and I'm going to send him to a training facility because we got to go pro at 16. You know, like it, yeah. it kind of lessens that rush a little bit, so maybe it would help people. You know, but um, yeah, if you move if you move like the pro age back to twenty, yeah. then like you can start moving. Like, when am I gonna send my kids? Instead of sending my kids to a training facility at ten or eleven, like you're like, okay, let's send them when he's sixteen, yeah, instead yeah. Or, or fifteen. It's like then the kid kind of has an understanding of like what he's really getting it like you know yeah i mean if he he knows if that's really what he wants to do or not because yeah i mean the kid could be good at 12 and at 15 he could be like yeah i don't want to do this anymore dad i mean it happens 
happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you go back and look in history of different names, then you're just like, when, where'd they go? It was probably that kid that's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? And uh, I think that we don't look at that in this sport at all. People don't people don't look at it at all. They just think they're just living in the moment. And uh, I don't know, dude. I'm, uh, you know, my kids are slow, so I don't I don't really have that. <laughs> I don't yeah, have that don't problem, have about but I still want them to ride and race. And if they if they decide to get fast at 16, 17, 18, you know, they'll they'll have my support or whatever. But I don't want them to give up other sports and other things that they could potentially be good at. Like if I'm uh, like just as a dad, OK, Moto's obviously my thing I love the most. So I would much rather my kids be professional at that um, to an extent, just like because I would enjoy that more. But for my kids' well-being, I'd rather them be good at a ball sport because they're going to go to college for free. And if they make it as a professional, they're going to make money. Whereas if they become a professional motocrosser, uh, I mean, they could be a, a 15th place guy every weekend and, and, you know, their mom's making more money than they are as a nurse practitioner. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what, what, you know, what, what would I rather my kids, you know, be at? And like I said. I love moto, so I want my kids to do that and ride. But I want my kids to ride for the love and enjoyment of it and to still want to ride when they're 30 and they have kids. And, you know, they're like, hey, Dad, like, let's all go, you know, let's all go to Dan's and ride, you know. And we're all out there, you know, like as a, you know, like we all are right now. And uh, just for the fun and the enjoyment, not for the I'm going to be something. And uh, but, you know, um I guess I don't look through stuff tunnel visioned of I'm going for one thing. So <laughs> some yeah. people do. And I think, I, I, go ahead. It, uh, yeah, I think it's just like how I think it all starts from the parent side than anything, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. just the same way. Yeah. And some kids don't like, like, I mean, I was one. Like, I, I played some ball sports really young and I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like team sports. I didn't like having to depend on a team and we'd lose because one kid didn't care to try. And, and I mean, I'm 19 years old at this time, you know, but I was already, you know, went in a decent amount on a, you know, on the dirt side. So, you know, that's, that was my thing. Dirt bikes, skateboarding, BMX. Like I, that's, I liked that. I liked extreme sports and that kind of stuff. And I still liked football. I always liked football forever. I never, but I was little, so Football was kind of out of the question, you know. You're you're not going to be a, a little runt and and play football. So, you know that kind of changed that. But um, I like I just I wasn't into that. So I know there's yes there is kids that you know they've tried other sports and they just don't like it and they want to do it. But for the ones that do like the other stuff, you know you gotta you gotta let them do do everything. And then the schooling part of it too, like dude, you got to go to school. <laughs> Like, you got to go to school. You got to learn how to do other stuff because, you know, so much stuff can happen and you got to have a backup plan. Be a Josh Cartwright. Go to to college. Get a really good job and still race. It can happen. Don't say, you know, you can't say it can't because Josh has proved that it can happen. And, uh, you know, um, they don't, you know, if you're you're going through regular high school and, and you get a ride and, you know, your your own star, I'm sure you can still take some online classes and do something in a little bit of your free time and still pass, you know, still do a little bit of learning as you're, you know, as, you know, in your off-season times and stuff as you're, as you're racing as a pro because just because you, you're on star for two years 
doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make money to retire on, you know. Yeah, uh, true. You know, ball sport athletes, they go to school and they get a degree. And, you know, if they get hurt or they only last for two or three years, they've got a degree. Whether they, you know, really utilize it or not, they've got a backup plan. And we'd be smart in Moto to kind of implement something to, you know, some kind of backup plan. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Maybe, maybe maybe RC will be like pushy for that. He's big on Cartwright, and he's uh, I saw his I saw he graduated, got his G got his uh, high school. Diploma oh finally. yeah, don't <laughs> don't get me started on that. Uh, God, wasted an hour my ha- an hour and a half of my day on Sunday, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like this is cool and all, dude. But let's do this at the end of the day. Yeah, when all the heats and taxes are done. Yeah, don't. Don't go ten. <laughs> don't take up an hour of my time. Like, congratulations, dude. Yeah, I, I love Ricky Carmichael, but that pissed me off. I'm like, yeah, I'm, hey, I'm tired. One thing you have to, you've got to go back and watch the race for one thing. I didn't even mention this, dude. The, the no, the broadcast. They need that crew every weekend. It was Stu, oh, dude, yeah. DB, RC, and Stu in the booth the whole time. God, and dude, Stu, like amazing. I feel like Stu brought the better of RC out. Like RC I was think he so, does. dude, it was it was so good, and because they were just bouncing stuff off each other, and it's just like it, it was it was it was like it should be. And then DB's in yeah. there, who obviously knows a lot too. And dude, it was so it was just full of so much good information, and it wasn't anything dumb. And then when they would go to the uh, like track side, it was JT. So JT's good, and it's just like I'm like, this is what we need—a bunch of X racers that all know how to talk really well, um, that that will talk and be open, give their open opinion. I'm like, and and it was two of the greatest ever, and I'm oh, like, yeah. and and then two other guys who were good pros. So I'm like, this is how it should be, dude. Get those other foreign speaking people out that don't know anything about the sport. Like I'm done. Like just have our guys in there, like. Dude, it was good. Like, I, I, it was really good. So, um, you'll you'll me, enjoy you'll enjoy it yes. for that part of me, it. Me, me and Corey had a debate, and we were like, you know, we've had some beverages, and we were at dinner, and we we're like, who was who was faster, JT or Daniel Blair? Oh, JT for sure. JT really was, was well, dude. JT was way faster. Dude, JT really? was like a yes. JT was a every round 450 main event guy jt had like national number 30 something for like multiple multiple years when your numbers in the 30s dude you're that you're like you know jt was like uh filthy feel quality or something like that like you know he was uh, yeah he was he was pretty he was um he was pretty good like the way he w- he was solid. He was solid, and he had good. Some I don't know what his top finishes are, but I'm pretty like I would think he had a top five or so, or a couple times or something. You know, uh, I don't know. And D- Daniel was Daniel was good, but he wasn't he wasn't as solid as JT. I mean, you he know. was a he was an arena cross champion. Yeah, but he beat guys like me and a bunch of kids, and you know, so <laughs> only raced two <laughs> rounds that year, but still, like, well, yeah, he like. I mean, DB DB was a really good rider, but DB and another thing to me that makes JT way better was 
JT was a good outdoor rider too. JT had top tens in the you know two fifty four fifty class outdoors, and DB didn't. DB was not an outdoor guy. You know, like yeah. he'll tell you. Like I, I mean, I might have been better than DB outdoors. So I just to me, you know, yeah, JT was JT was really really good. Um, he was a consistent solid dude. Like I would compare him to like a filthy Phil or um somebody like that. I think Phil maybe have had had a little bit higher highs than JT. But you know, Phil's like always been a solid dude. It's always been there. Like that's kind of how JT was. Uh, okay. Well, so, that was just a debate we had. Yeah, so who so you I'm you thought DB with- was DB was faster? I can't remember what exactly the debate was. So I was I remember, on. I'm on Corey's side, or yeah, Corey's on my side. Right. Yeah, I, I mean that figures. You're, you're Corey's, Corey's a lot. Side. Yeah, Corey's normally a little bit smarter than you are. So. Well, you should uh, <laughs> you should ask you should ask Corey how RCSX went, and then go. Oh back. no, I I was at Dan's and Brooks was at Dan's. <laughs> and I Brooks, told you. Brooks got off the phone with Corey, and he comes over there. And he's like, "Yeah, Corey just wanted." He's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he told us the whole story, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I was Co- talking. Corey's day was done mad. on Sunday, huh? Yeah, I was talking massive crap with him because, like, he went ass over tea kettle, like at RCSX, and so like I'm just like jabbing at him, and like Max, like, dude, like, hey, don't jab at him too much. Like, he just crashed. I'm like, no, Corey got this full effect of me doing the same thing at Wildwood for a full day. I'm like, I'm talking crap to Corey all day about this. Yeah. And I still will. I'll go, like, we're at PAX today. I'm like, yeah, hopefully there's no whoops here because Corey may crash on him. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, cr- he, like, he crashed jumping him. Like, he went skimming him or nothing. Yeah. That's what the fun. Corey's like, if I was skimming him, I, I, wouldn't, feel, I wouldn't feel so bad. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny, funny. Yeah. So, um, I, you didn't ride today, huh? Nope. I did not. Where, where, I didn't, like, where was the crew at? Just, we're at PAX today. PAX. Okay. That's pretty sick. It yeah. looks like we're at Boswick yesterday and I did a couple laps and then I did like I did like four laps on the main, two three laps on the sand track and like two laps in the woods. And I was like, Yeah, like it my back just like R C S X was so beat by the end of Monday. It like tore me up. Yeah. It was miserable. Because, like, nothing you you can't, like, really stand around that track, you know? Yeah. It's not, yeah. you can't, it can't, it's hard to stand up around these tight corners or these, you can't stand on a pole <laughs> corner. Yeah. Yeah. You got to sit like, down some. Yep. It's tight as it is. So, like, yeah, it was just, it just, the impact just tore my back up. Yeah. So, like, I, I shouldn't have rode yesterday, but I did. And then went to the doctor, got some shots, had to argue with a woman. But she was like, oh, <laughs> You were on a dirt bike, and you need x-rays and MRIs and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure I do. Like, I'm sure it's like a disc problem, a bulging disc I have a problem with. But I'm like, please just give me some type of anything to help me through the week. Like, yeah. I, I need, I, I want to ride. And so, like, she gave me, like, two shots of steroids and some, uh, she gave me some muscle relaxers. I'm like, I went to this, like, local doctor, and I was like, maybe she'll just give me some, like, oxycodone or something because like we're in florida i don't know how that works <laughs> no i don't think I they like, can just do that anywhere honestly so i would i no. would have sold i would have yeah. sold them so quick <laughs> and i would get all my money back God, that would have been amazing. oh that's funny 
All right, buddy. Well, uh, the shop's about to close, so me and Eli got to wrap this thing up. So we we got Uh-oh. out of you what we wanted to get out of you. We needed to we needed to talk about Daytona, 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 it's Daytona, Daytona. Yeah, I saw people saying that. I'd rather say it like Chad Reed and say Daytona. Uh, they're building the statue of them. Like uh, there was bad traffic, so I, I think bet, I, dude, I bet, I bet they are right beside Richard. Pe- uh, uh, yeah, Richard Petty. Yeah, the NASCAR. Oh guy. yeah, yeah, because they yeah. they said that on the broadcast a thousand times. Tomax won it really? seven. Tomax won it seven times. The only other person to win at Daytona seven times is Richard Petty, the king of NASCAR. Oh, Richard Petty. Yep. Yay, NASCAR. Yes. Yep. So of hi- history was made. History was made. And I was there. Yep, you were there. All right, buddy. We'll have a uh, safe travels. Are you going to Boyd's? Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Boyd Jordan. Oh man, and, uh, that's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be a trip. Yeah, send me plenty of Snapchats. Oh, <laughs> I need, yeah, I, need I, some, I need some more videos of that one, dude. Josh was loving it. <laughs> uh, y'all like the video of last night, dude? That was so good. <laughs> Eli hasn't seen it, but <laughs> I don't know. If don't it's a, show Eli. It's not, it's not appropriate not, for Eli. We're not showing Eli. This is a we. I, I gotta see an ID. I got my ID in to show people. You know. Oh, dude, it was good. That was good. It, so. was, it was great. Yeah, send me some more of those. Oh, I will. All right, buddy. Have fun. All right, love All right. y'all. Bye. Yeah, love you. Bye. See, see you. Ya. Love you. Love you. All right, everybody. That's everybody's favorite co-host, Grayson Crum. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Eli, we got to wrap it up before they kick us out of here. It's almost yeah. five thirty. They're gonna be locking the doors. Tell all our listeners what they're supposed to do: like and subscribe and and follow. share and follow. Because if the podcast makes money, mm-hmm. then when we put our stickers on people's helmet, maybe we can actually give them money instead of just giving them the stickers to stick on there. And Eli might get you know some help going to a regional or Loretta's or somewhere like that. So make sure to go to every app that. Shop Moto Pod is on. Follow him. <laughs> there you go. Yep. All right, everybody. We're out. See you.